The Greek philosopher Heraclitus wrote, Because it is so unbelievable, the truth often escapes being known. Welcome to the Soul Podcast. I'm Stacy Wheeler. You know, we all carry biases. It seems to be a human condition. And one of the most common is the need for things to be proven before we accept them. It's a belief bias. Until we know it's true, we often just reject ideas. Maybe that's why we have such an obsession with science nowadays. After all, if it's science and we believe it, we don't risk being wrong. No one likes to be wrong. If we believe something without it being scientifically proven, there's always the possibility we might be wrong. So we go through life holding on to beliefs we think are the truth and rejecting things that might go against the accepted story. Let me use a little geeky analogy. Radio waves. So like for the vast majority of all human existence, we didn't know radio waves were there. They were completely unknown. We didn't see them. We couldn't feel them. We had no senses that could pick up on them. We had no awareness of them. It's only been in the last 130 years or so that we use radio waves. Now we use them every day. Right now, listening to this podcast, you're using radio waves of some sort. Cell phones, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Every time you turn on your car radio, we're using radio waves, microwave ovens. It's all around us. It's part of our daily life. But, you know, even now, most of us can't explain how radio waves work or what they are. You know, when scientists started talking about radio waves in the late 1800s, people thought the idea of invisible streams in the air sounded crazy. And it does, doesn't it? So even now, we're going through our lives using them every day, and most of us can't explain them. So consider that for a second. People have been around for about 200,000 years. And in that 200,000 years, in all but about 130 years of them, we didn't know radio waves existed. Did that mean that radio waves didn't exist during that time? No, of course not. We just weren't aware of them. So what else don't we know? What other amazing discoveries are out there waiting to be found that have been hidden for tens of thousands of years right in front of us? There's so much more unseen and unknown than the things that are seen and are known. That's why it's vital to keep our minds open to the possibilities. When we do, we're open to new learning. Albert Einstein kind of nailed it when he said, what we don't know is much more than what we know. So we're searchers, us people. We're curious, always digging. And each layer deeper in our quest, there's always the possibility for new discoveries. And sometimes we discover, maybe by complete chance, that what we thought was the truth was wrong all along. When this happens, we can take a giant leap forward in our understanding. In today's episode, we're going to look at something amazing, something that had gone unseen for thousands and thousands of years, and that when it was finally seen, changed our understanding of our own history. Today, we're going to move down the timeline, the historical timeline of our understanding of the soul, just a little closer to now, but still a very, very long time ago. We're going to look at something that changed the way we think and massively changed what we thought we knew about our history. And the best part is, the soul is at center stage. So, let me take you to a place called Gobekli Tepe. It was around 13,000 years ago in what's now southern Turkey. There was a large group of workers laboring to build these structures. 
stone carvers whose names we'll never know. They spent years carving pictographs into these massive standing stones, these monolithic rocks. They were going to become pillars of a structure. Now this was thousands of years before we learned to create metal to, to work with its tools. So these guys are using flint, and you know, one harder rock to beat on another rock to chip images into the rock. You can imagine the sweat ran pretty heavy and their hands are callous and they're chipping away in the hot sun. On the surfaces of these rocks, they chipped images as messages, depicting their understanding of their place in the world. Among these carvings was a pictograph that would be deciphered 12 millennia later. Today, it's the earliest known reference to what we call the soul. Gobekli Tepe was first discovered in the 1960s. It was a rocky hill with some strange stones sort of sticking up out of the dirt. Not very high, but seemed strange. So archaeologists took a look at them. They figured, this looks like an ancient burial site, which really aren't uncommon in that area. This is part of the area known as the Fertile Crescent. Some of the oldest civilizations date back to that space. But political forces and other factors slowed the excavation, and the work kind of stood still until about 1994 when a German archaeologist named Klaus Schmidt realized there was something more going on here. As he removed rocks to look at these stones he saw sticking out, he realized these stones were really just the tips of these massive standing stones. His team kept digging. What they found changed everything and got us questioning our understanding of the human relationship to the soul. Schmidt soon realized the site was an ancient temple. They did some carbon dating of debris found around the soil, revealing that the site was more than 13,000 years old. That meant that this archaeological find is the oldest temple ever discovered. Now, maybe on the surface, that doesn't seem like a big deal. But let's consider this for a second. I think we all think of Stonehenge as being ancient. And it is. It's very, very old. Gobekli Tepe is more than 6,000 years older than Stonehenge. It's more than 5,000 years older than mankind's first known civilization in Mesopotamia. The site is of the Neolithic period, which means the structure was created before the invention of pottery. It is truly ancient. On these massive monolithic stones that they uncovered were these pictographs I mentioned, and they represent the oldest visual reference to language ever found or deciphered. On what was later named the Vulture Stone was depicted a scene the site director described as a sky burial in which the soul, symbolized as a head, is carried off up into the sky world by a bird. This image is the first known written reference to the human soul. Think about that. More than 13,000 years ago, literally, when saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoth were still present on Earth, these people were thinking of us as being more than just the body, of the person surviving the death of the body and continuing on. Now, there must have been religions of some sort at the time. After all, this is a temple, but we have no idea what religion they practiced. Whatever it was came and went. The soul survives. The soul survives all religions. I believe the soul came before religions and was attached to them as we moved forward. But even though gods may come and go, the soul continues. In our modern world, we associate the soul with religious concepts. The Christian church, for instance, has long claimed to be the protector of the soul, and other religions make the same sorts of claims. Yet the human understanding of the presence of the soul predates today's religions. So let's look at a few religions we're familiar with. 
These stones were carved at least 10,000 years before the establishment of the Islamic religion, and at least 9,600 years before the birth of Jesus. They were carved more than 6,000 years before the birth of Buddha, and 4,000 years before Judaism. The idea of the human relationship to the soul is more ancient than the oldest known cities, and predates any written language by thousands of years. More than 13,000 years ago, the belief in the soul was so strong that prehistoric people went to extraordinary lengths to carve a story about it into stone. As time moved on and more detailed written languages emerged, it became clear that the existence of the human soul was a well-known and well-accepted truth among cultures all over the world, long before religions claimed to be the lone protector of the soul. It seems that the further back into time we go, the moment people are able to write down their thoughts, they're eager to talk about this thing we all feel inside. It's not a new idea. It's not something that grew out of religion. It's been there all along. And religions have attached themselves to it, not the other way around. Thousands of gods and religions have come and gone since Gobekli Tepe was built, and the soul remains. Though our core desire to dive into our spiritual growth and connect with a deeper part of us is sometimes encouraged by religions, it seems it's really driven by the soul. We all understand there's more to us than the body. We all have a deep knowing that there's a divine spark, a spirit inside. And as we connect to it, we become more peaceful and more in touch with our joy. Prayer and meditation have been used for thousands of years by different religions to quiet the mind, to open the heart. And many religions believe that the sensation we sometimes achieve in these practices comes from the touch of God. But it seems they're almost right. What we're feeling seems to be our personal God, our God inside, the soul. The soul. Maybe the ultimate mystery. It's always right here, and it's nowhere at the same time, hidden in plain sight. When's the last time you connected with your deeper self? Take a moment today, sit quietly with yourself. Close your eyes and listen to your breath. And as you listen, feel the air on your skin. Do this for a minute or more and be open to the sensation of the soul spirit that surrounds you. Watch for it, feel for it. It's you, visiting you. Thank you for listening to The Soul Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, learned something new, or were just entertained, please tell your friends about the show and hit that follow button. This is the best way for other people to find the show. Check the show notes for links to supporting information as well as any books or other reading material related to this episode.